Hello and welcome to Catalyst Happy Hourish with me, Anthony. And uh, me, Darren. And today we have a very special podcast. You don't just have to listen to our voices, but before we tell you more on that, just to let you know, you can head over to our website, www.catalystyouth.org.uk, where you can find our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and so much more, as well as our email addresses, Anthony, Darren, or info at catalystyouth.org.uk. Send us questions, send us things to talk about, send us complaints. We won't read the complaints, but you can send them anyway. So, <laughs> We'll read them, we'll just delete them. <laughs> We will, we will. Um, but also a reminder, head over to our website because 25th to 29th of July, 2022, we finally have our face-to-face summer camp happening again after two years of being online. We'd love for you to join us, ages 11 to 17. And hopefully by that point, because um, we're recording this on Thursday for a release date on Friday, that I'll update the website just to make sure that you can actually see that we are doing the camp. Because I've forgotten that bit. I did not write that down in our little meeting that we had. But all, all based around the world in 80 days, so it's exciting. Yes. Anyway, today we have a special guest. We have Ben McKelvey with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I, I mean, we're. I, I'm excited about this one. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great to chat. Um, I'm not gonna say what you do yet because obviously that's one of the questions. But <laughs> we are still working through our series of careers that people have and you're here today to talk about what you do and yes. where we go from there so exciting but Darren do you want to do you want to kick us off with conversation yeah sure well um like with all our guests that we have on we always have this question because it's a nice easy one well we say easy everyone says it oh that's a hard question so it's, I mean it's easy to us we, we think it's an easy question but what is your all-time favorite movie it is, it is a tough question. You know, you can't say that's an easy one. I'm a, I'm a big film fan. I love going to the cinema and I've got a big collection of films. So it is a bit of a tough one. But if I was pushed, I would say, I think it's got to be Gladiator for me. Yes. Oh, good choice, actually. That's yeah. a... Yeah, it's just, it's so good. Like the music and stuff. Just the whole the whole film is just amazing. It's just, uh, yes, it's an absolute banger. Love it. I've seen it a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, and, and linking on with that, what's your opinion on the rumour that there's going to be a Gladiator 2? I didn't even know there was a rumour. So this is new. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, you right. heard it here first. Maybe I've made it up. Maybe our podcast <laughs> is now just going to promote something that's not even happening. Do, do you know what? It, it just depends on, on <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, one of my favourite, favorite all-time films is Papillon with Steve McQueen <clears throat> and I was really wary about the remake that they did of it and the remake was amazing it was brilliant so yeah you know is it like a remake or is it just like following on from the so all I saw was them saying Gladiator 2 so I'm presuming either going to be following on or it's going to be a prequel all right Darren, I can see you're looking it up currently. I'm, I've literally just Google searched it. And um, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, it is um, Ridley Scott. Um, I guess he was the director or something. Yeah, yeah. he was, yeah. yeah. Even at 83, I didn't realise he was that old. Um, Did he? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise he was that old. He's looking, yeah, to do the sequel, the long-awaited sequel to Gladiator. Wow. Following his 14th century epic, The Last Duel. Um Try to scroll down and speed read. I mean, I mean, the point is they're doing one apparently. Well, um, well, I look forward to seeing that when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, the the best moment of that film for me is his speech in the um, Coliseum 
It's so that, good. Isn't that it? just yeah. you know when the hairs on the back of your neck stand yeah. up. For yeah. me, that's that 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 is that moment. I'm like, oh, yes. And the ending as well is <laughs> just so emotional. Like yeah. you know, you know, sometimes when you watch like a film is so good, and you kind of secretly you know it's not going to change the ending because you've seen it so many times, but you're kind of hoping it'd be a different ending because it's yeah. so sad. <laughs> and it's like, and it's so good. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, yeah. Just, even the music score as well. That's amazing. Is, yeah. yeah. It I is mean, I even amazing. downloaded the soundtrack after uh, watching the movie because so I because I, I loved that music so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, you're not uh, alone. You're not alone there. That's amazing. And if you don't know the speech from Gladiator, if I remember rightly, Darren, on our blogs on the website, you've actually written that speech in somewhere. Have you're going to have to search to find out which one it is because <laughs> I can't remember which one. Oh yeah, there is. It's uh, yeah, it's just a classic film moment. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. I, I love it just when he throws his sword. Up like into the crowd as well. Yeah, yeah. That's the very goes. Are you not entertained? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's just quality. I need to watch that again. I think. Yeah, I I, I was just thinking exactly the same thing. I'm gonna go watch that film again. (laughs) I saw it. I watched it again. I think last year I watched it at some point, or I saw a bit of it, and it's still so emotional. Like it's 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 just yeah, it's just amazing. Great film. Great film. Um, Okay. Well. So leading on to our next question then, again, another one which we ask all our guests and it's uh, along the same lines of favourites, but do you have a favourite album or artist? Um, we're happy for you to go either way. <laughs> you, you know what? I, 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 it's, yeah, I mean, I've been asked this question a lot and I think I actually do have a favourite album. Okay. And it's the same art, your favourite artist. It's a guy called Brian Fallon. Um, and he was the uh, lead singer in a great kind of a punk band called Gaslight Anthem that I've seen many times live. Yeah. And then his solo album came out um, called Painkillers, and it just literally just blew me away. And it really cha- even influenced the way that I started writing. And his yeah. lyrics are just amazing, just a great storyteller. And uh, yeah, I think I think I'd go as far as to say he's my favourite ever artist and i think that that first album is probably my favorite ever album okay yeah. oh, amazing and if you don't know that album uh wherever you are listening to this look in the links below we will put a link to that album as well so you can uh you can go and have a listen to it i've checked it's not got any <laughs> <laughs> so oh brilliant and i mean you've almost touched on it there when we asked you that question you said that it inspired mm. you to to start writing so i think let, let's let's chat a bit about you then let's chat into why you're here today and, and what is it then that you do what are we going to be chatting to you about today ben um i actually i do music full time now so uh it took me a long time to get there i'm not gonna lie it's uh it is is a very tough profession you have to have your kind of wits about you and work incredibly hard if you want to make it happen um but yeah before i was i've I've been self-employed since i was 21 um and i had a i was a personal trainer before so i had a kind of little business that i ran and i think i did that for about five or six years before then i got a bit of a break and yeah started touring um pretty much full-time bar the last couple of years where everything's obviously been locked down um but yeah so yeah it's been a it's been a long road but uh, it's uh yeah here we are yeah love that and i mean you say you say that you hadn't been touring but you've just finished quite a big tour oh yeah yeah no i obviously did that one yeah so i just got off tour with uh supposing scout for girls um for two months 
Um, So, which was absolutely amazing, especially after, you know, 18 months of no live music. Mm. Um, But it's actually the second time I've toured with them. I toured with them in uh, 2017. We did four weeks on the road together. So it was, it was great going back because um, obviously the same band members, but all the same crew as well. So it was kind of like just a massive lads trip for two months really because everyone was so excited to be playing live music again and just kind of um it was just brilliant it was so much fun it's the best time i've ever had on on the road so it was um yeah it was pretty special i loved it nice love that yeah i mean i it's been my all-time goal to go and see scouting for girls i think yeah still not done it it's been oh really yeah i've been trying and you know the um because uh, to give you some perspective, Anthony is in West Sussex. I'm in Somerset. And they came to Exeter University not too long ago and played. And I was going to try and get there, but other commitments were uh, came up. So it's one of those things. That it's on the list of bands to yeah. see. They're, they're um, amazing live as well. It's just like the ultimate feel-good gig. Yeah. You know, like yeah. everyone there has a, such a good time. And um, that's, I think that's why they're, they're just so much fun to tour with because every, like, you know, that, that, the crowds are just so up for it every night. Yeah. So you never have a bad gig. You just walk on and, because it's weird being a support act because you're kind of in the way. <laughs> you know, like when people go to a gig, you know, unless you're well known, you're kind of, everyone's sort of just waiting for the main act and you're sort of there to like warm them up and, but that it's just it's for a support act is the best gig you could get because everyone just wants to get on side and make a load of noise and support you. Mm. So it's like the best job ever. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I would say the best gig on that tour was Brighton, obviously, wouldn't you, Ben? Like, yeah, the best Brighton. atmosphere, best crowd. Yeah, Brighton was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was. It was really fun. In fact, I think I had. Um, yeah, I can't remember when we. I mean, all the, the days do blur a bit into one, but Brighton was great because I used to live there. I lived there for a couple of years, so I don't get down there very often. And when I went down there, it was, I was just like, oh, man, I just love this city so much. It's such a such a great town. Um, yeah, Brighton was a lot of fun. Brighton was, was great. Always is, to be fair. There we go. Heard it here first. The one I was at, best gig. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I reckon if you've been interviewed by somebody else, then you'll be going, yeah, yeah, that town was really good <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the best one. That's, that's every night you go and be like, this yeah, has yeah. been the best gig of the tour so far. <laughs> you've been the best audience. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, I yeah, do I do love that though, when, when you go to a gig and they're like, do you know what? You guys have been the loudest so far. And I think the worst one that that ever happened at, where I suddenly realised, I think a lot of artists just say that, was it was the first night at all. And they were like, oh, no. loudest so far. Well, yeah, we are, mate, because you've just started. True. It's like when bands bands put an album out in, like, January and the review is, like, oh, best album of the year. And you're like, well, it should be the best album. (laughs) The first one has come out. (laughs) It's the only one. (laughs) I've been missing a trick there for my PR. As soon as you you got that quote from, like, you know, someone good, you'd be like, great, let's bang that on an advert and put that out, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, So our next question then for you is... um, 
how did you actually get into your music career? What kind of led got you there? You know, you said that you were a personal trainer before. Mm. Um, what what happened to then go? I'm going to do this full time. So I was originally actually I was uh, I've always played music. So I, I was a, actually a drummer before. So I was a drummer. Well, I still am a drummer technically, I suppose. But I was a drummer in a band uh, for when I was about 14. Me and my mates made a band, and we took it very seriously, <laughs> um, and we did all the you know sleeping in the back of vans and you know doing the toilet circuits for years until we're about 21 and then that kind of fizzled out and and ended everyone went their separate ways and I had no intentions of really ever doing it properly um but I started um I got well further I got really ill so I was kind of bed bound for about a month um and I was on these like painkillers that I was sleeping all through the day and I was awake all night. So there was no one to hang out with. And after I ran out of DVDs to watch, I was, um, I had like an old sort of busted up guitar that I started just learning some chords and eventually just started writing some songs and I just recorded some demos on my laptop. But again, I had no intentions of actually doing anything with it ever. I was just literally doing it for me because I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then, um, and then, um, I, then I started kind of thinking about it and there was an open mic night um, at my local pub down the Swan and I was like I'm in an R and I was like oh, I don't know I don't know and then uh, my granddad passed away um, and when we were driving back from Devon uh, we you know well, we went and kind of said our goodbyes and on the way back we, we got the call you know saying that he'd gone and I don't know why but I was like oh do you know what if you're going to do it one if you're going to do it then do it today sort of like as a bit of a tribute um and it happened to be a thursday night which was the open mind night and i was like well do you know what just get down there and just just play a couple of songs and just you know just go for it so i did and as soon as i got the guitar on the mic in front of me i was like yeah this is what i'm gonna do now <laughs> so that was it played a couple Amazing. of songs down the pub and i was like right this is it so it, from then on you know it was like all i all, all i put everything into you know yeah yeah. Love that. Love that. And I mean, one question that I'm intrigued by, and, and then we'll continue this conversation, but you said that you were in a band with your friends. And I, I just love around that age. What did you call your band? Uh, we were called Fluid Lines. Okay, cool. I just love to hear like when people yeah. say, oh, I had a band with friends. It's like, oh, what were your names? Because I, I had a band at college. We went through many names because we couldn't ever decide what we liked. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we, were, we were pretty, um, we were really, we were so into it. You know, like yeah. we were very, very dedicated um you know we just rehearsed all the time and played loads of gigs and we kind of you know we missed even like a lot of the parties and stuff that you had to be at if we had a gig we we're like now we've got a gig and we were yeah. very driven and you know it's kind of thanks to what you know from you know i mean i still you know one of them is my cousin that i see all the time one of them is, you know still the best mate of mine lives over in canada now but and we we talk all the time still but it was working with them it developed such a good work ethic mm. um from such a young age that it was like, well, if you actually want to do it, like, you know, it's, you know, you're going to have to yeah. be really, really dedicated to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that we did that. And we had some great times as well. It was so funny. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I love that. Some great memories. I love that. That's a, it's, a, it's a really nice way to get into it as well, actually, to hear that, you know, the meaning behind it and, and how meaningful music is to you and, and yeah. why you went in that direction. Um, and, yeah. I mean, there must have been loads of moments from your career, whether that's when you first started out, whether that's from tours that you've done, but do you have a particular favorite 
an appropriate moment of your music career? I think the one of the the, the biggest like thing when I when I thought it was gonna well when it did change was when I got offered uh, an arena support tour because in before that I hadn't done anything um, and it was what made it even better was that I shouldn't have got it. It was that someone owed me a favor and, you know, they kind of got me in the right place and I got talking with the right people and I just like, just went for it. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the funniest thing is that when it came through and we got this contract there and I was like, this is actually like going to happen. We're going to play like the O2 arena. We're going on like a three week arena tour. And I didn't, I literally called up my mates and was like, have you still got that bass that you had when you were like 14? It's like, oh yeah, I think so. It's like, do you reckon you can learn some songs because I haven't got a band and I, and I've got this massive tour. And like, if you want to come on it, then let's do it. Yeah. And, and so literally just, just went with my, with my mates and yeah, we did like the O2, we did the hydro, we did, you know, it was, it was ridiculous. And um, we didn't have a clue what we were doing. I mean, looking back on it now, we, we just, you know, it was just, you know, we, we, we didn't have any management. We didn't have a tour manager, nothing. We just literally just jumped in a van and wandered yeah. onto these like massive stages. And we did a warm up gig in that same pub that I was talking to you about, the Swan. And we did a, we did a gig there to like practice. And then like three days later, we were like the three arena in Dublin <laughs> and like 13,000 people. It's like, God, we're so unprepared. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, I mean, that, that's the, a movie to make, isn't it? It was yeah. hilarious. From, from it, the swan it, to the yeah. massive yeah. arena. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was it was ridiculous. And, um, you know, and we had such a good time. But the thing is, I thought that would be the last thing I would do because I was like, it was, it, we shouldn't have been there in, in the <laughs> greatest of respects because we didn't have a clue what we were doing. We were, you know, and um, I was kind of like, well, it'll probably be the last thing I do. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. So that's why I called my mates. Oh, this is going to have a laugh. It'll be great. Yeah. You know, it's such a great thing to like say that we've done one day. And then after that, I started getting some more work, luckily. So it was like, ah, oh, oh, I can actually like, you know, because, you know, when, you, when you're growing up, it's all about like, oh, you've got to get the record deal and you've got to get the management and you've got to get all this and that. But it is, it is, it is so competitive, but it is kind of, it's in the best place it's ever been that you can do it yourself. Yeah. And it's just about just keep gigging. You know, if you keep gigging, you keep meeting more people that hopefully will like your stuff and then they come yeah. to your gigs and then, you know, they support you by buying your merch or joining your fan club or whatever. And it's, it just grows steadily, you know? Um, and I kind of wish that I'd told, you know, someone could have told me that at a young age to be like, just don't panic about it. Just keep working at it bit by bit and build it brick by brick, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Cool. Who were you supporting at that point? What was that? Uh, we were supporting Wet, Wet, Wet. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I mean. It wow. Was, it, wow. Like, you know what I mean? It was like their comeback and they hadn't been, they hadn't played together for like however many years. And honestly, it was, that's what I mean. It was just like, why? I, I love that. I was going to say, and you said that like it was just, uh, you know, oh, wet, wet, wet. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, the, and then, well, I went on tour. I went on tour with a couple of other bands after that. But then I got offered to tour with Mike and the Mechanics. Oh, and it was literally Mike. just me. And like, we did, I remember like playing the Royal Albert Hall. And, uh, <laughs> and this is only a year later. So bear in mind, I was still like, what is going on? And I called my mate because I did the tour on my own. 
um, that time. Um, and and then I called my, my mate Paul and I was like, oh, are you busy uh, on Sunday? He's like, nah. I was like, do you want to come play the Royal Albert Hall? And he was like, yeah, right. So I was like, bring your guitar. And literally, I mean, I mean, that was, I think I might have been pushing my luck a little bit there because even I think it was that like, tour manager at the time was like, who's he? I was like, oh, it's uh, my mate. And he was like, oh, right. Right, and I was like, I can't miss the Royal Abel. I was like, yeah, just come bring your guitar. Yeah, <laughs> just crazy. That's that. So <laughs> the, the timeline is kind of like you know, you got, you got the Swan, your local yeah. pub. Yeah, you're like say the O2. Yeah, to the Royal Albert Hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. I, mean, I did. I was playing down the Swan, and within, I, I played down the Swan for about four years, and then when the, and then within two years after that, I think I'd done almost every arena in the country in the Royal Albert Hall twice. Wow. It's just like, great. <laughs> That's but, incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just, so good. Yeah. I, I just love the bit of, yeah, um, what are you doing Sunday? Come and join <laughs> yeah. me. I'm at the it Royal Albert Hall. It was literally like that. Yeah, I was like, we'll have a quick rehearsal in my flat, bring your guitar, and then we'll just jump in the car, go down and play the gig. Play the gig. Play the gig. There's a great, there's a, there's a, there's a great uh, photo from it, both of us up there as well. It's, uh, yeah, it was pretty special. It was funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Love that. What a story. What a story to tell, <laughs> yeah. though. Like, I just... We, we're never going to have anything like that, Darren, are we? This podcast ain't never going to be live at the Royal Albert Hall, is it? It's just about blagging, convincing. <laughs> that's my whole career has just been blagging. Yeah, that's been how many, people, how many people can you bring to the gig? Oh, hundreds, mate. Like, there's no one here. Oh, it must have been a problem on the tube or something. I don't know where it <laughs> Cracking. Um, I mean, I'm guessing is that would that be the answer to the next question, which we got is uh, what is the most unexpected thing to happen within your career, or have you got a, an idea of? Yeah, it was it was probably that first tour um, because that was very unexpected. Um, yeah, unexpected. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'd probably say that. I, th- I think because that, that like led the way to everything. Do you know what I mean? That was the real foot in the door. I mean, you know, I still have to work it you know, to work with certain people because I do everything on my own. Mm-hmm. So you still kind of have to keep hustling. And it's it's weird because you go and play like this amazing tour, um, you know, like <clears throat> I did recently with Scout for Girls. But when you come back, you're kind of technically unemployed again until the next job because I'm not a big streaming artist and I never will be, I don't think, because it's just not, I'm not that kind of artist. My whole um you know vibe is a nice i think is all about playing live and touring and and getting people to come down to the gigs and having a great time so it's weird um and i think the only you know it's almost like maybe being like an actor you know you can get like a really great job on like you know a tv program or do a mm-hmm. film or whatever and then once that's done you you just you 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 know you get paid and then you wait around for the next thing so it's it's weird because mm-hmm. you kind of constantly and uh, you know you know, constantly have to hustle and work and um but I've I've learned to just love love that side of it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Um and I think ever since getting that arena tour, for me, the, the biggest buzz is about getting stuff that I shouldn't get. <laughs> you know, because it just feels so much better. You know, that's brilliant. And I mean you've you've talked a lot about I know you said earlier if you had someone when you were younger to tell you that, you know, you just keep working, you'll get there and, and, and all the whole, you know, 
you're coming off a gig and suddenly you're waiting around for it. But is there one thing that you maybe away from that that you'd wish you'd known before you got into the music business, before you got into this career? Mm, no, I think I think like I, I'm I'm quite an impatient person in terms <laughs> of like, you know, I like to work hard and I like to get up first thing and get things done. And the music industry doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially if you're asking for favors or, you know, you're one of the smaller acts that people are working with, like, and it's something I've had to learn and I'm still learning just to be patient and to not worry because if you're good enough and then people want to work with you, then they will. Mm-hmm. It's just, they probably do it in their own time, you know, but that's okay. But I guess that's like a lot of industries, you know what I mean? When you're trying to get your foot in the door with anything, yeah, um, you can't suddenly be like, well, I've sent you an email. So why haven't you replied? We're like, well, because I probably get a hundred emails and you're, you are the least important <laughs> whether you like it or not. <laughs> so it's um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, patience. I, I I feel like I probably would have saved me quite a lot of stress over the years just to be like, you know, you can only do so much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. And I think as you say, I think that's a lot of careers, isn't it? Is yeah. I think a lot of us will jump into a career and think, right, here we go, I'm in now, let's keep going. Whereas actually it doesn't necessarily all just come straight away. So Yeah, you yeah, you absolutely have to do your time. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. um, you know, it's like saying you know, played you know, empty, empty bars and empty rooms for, I don't know what it was, six, six, seven years before got like the break. So you're like, okay, it was like a really great break. And it was, it was massive, um, you know, in terms of size of the tour, but, you know, like six, seven years of playing to no one, you know, for never getting paid. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, that's, that's a long time. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd get up and, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd go into London on like a Monday night, play to like an empty bar, get back at, you know, whatever time, you know, midnight, one in the morning, then I'd be up at five to train a client. And I did that, you know, three, four, sometimes five times a week for six, seven years. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you've you done your bit, like, it, you know, so I think to some people just be like, oh, it's, you know, suddenly doing that. It's like, well, it's not suddenly, it's, yeah. you know, it's taken ages. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So what then is one of the most, uh, say again, what is one common myth about your profession that you wish to debunk? That you need to go on a terrible music TV show if you want to be (laughs) successful. I mean, it's like the amount of times people have been like, have you ever thought about going on the X Factor? I'd be like... (laughs) Do I look like I've thought about going on the X Factor? <laughs> you know, what I mean? it's like, why would I do that? That sounds terrible. I mean, you know, no disrespect to anyone, like for for because anyone that gets up on any stage and and performs has got my respect because it's mm. it's a big thing to do. Yeah, but it's almost like, and I don't know, you know, I mean, it's it's been around for for a while now, um, and I'm with social media and stuff, and it's almost like, you know, I think fame and success are very, very different things. Mm-hmm. Some they, they usually come together at some point, but if you want to be famous, you can be famous for, for being rubbish. Do you know what I mean? Like you can be famous for being an idiot. Whereas like for me, I'm I'm not bothered about yeah. fame because it's what you know it doesn't doesn't interest me at all. What what does interest me is success and it's building on what I create each time trying to make a better record than the the one before, mm. trying to do bigger tours, <clears throat> you know, and all that kind of stuff, because that actually has some growth. Um, 
you know, I mean, I can't even name anyone that's been on an, on the X Factor that's still around from a few years. I mean, there obviously are some, but mm. I know it is like a big foot in the door and people go on to do like the West End stuff and all that. And that's great. But for me, it's like, I don't want to be a famous karaoke singer for five minutes. I mean, like what I've got absolutely no interest in that. I want yeah. to write songs. I want to play my songs on stage. So that's what I'm going to do. So that is a very big myth that people think that you need to, you know, if you know, you know, if anyone's listening to this that wants to be, you know, a musician, just write loads of songs, and most of them are going to be terrible for a while, and then get out and do load of open mics, play the rubbish gigs, you'll get better, and then you know, just keep growing. Yeah. You know, you don't need to go on a TV show to to prove yourself. You know, cool. It's a good bit I mean, of advice. Yeah, I mean the TV. I mean, I'm I'm not an X Factor fan at all anymore i mean it was good at the beginning but it kind of lost its well i enjoyed it at the very start and it kind of lost its rhythm because it became more like it became entertainment rather than actual music talent mm. you know with the likes of some of the people that were on there i mean i don't know if that, that was the actual but do you remember um is it chico Doing yeah that? i mean yeah. that's entertainment you yeah. can't sing to save his life but I mean, he's, not, he's not going to have a greatest hits, is he? Do you know no. what I mean? And it was like, that's that was kind of the point where, to me, I was like, I do not, I've not got the time to watch this anymore. Um, Don't get me wrong, it's, it's a great TV show, but it's yeah. a TV show. Yeah. yeah. It's almost nothing really to do with music. And yeah. everyone's getting, they're going to get the Christmas number one and then everyone has a bit of a cry and, you know, all that rubbish. And it's mm. like, yeah, it's great TV, isn't it? Yeah, was yeah. Like, there was an artist, is it, um, was it Leona Lewis? Yeah. Yeah. She won it, didn't she? She did. And then she vanished off the face of the planet because they pumped it all in America. And it was like, hang on, she was on a UK X Factor, but now she's, uh, what, what What? was the point yeah. of this? And, well, yeah, I mean, and now you don't really see anything of her. Really. No. Yeah, I mean, there are there are some, some good acts who have done well. And as I said, like anyone that gets up and performs, whether it's their own song or someone else's song, you know, like all credit to him because it yeah. is it is a hard thing to do and it mm. does it does take some guts. So I've never it's not it's not so much about the people that go on it. It's from what it is and people have it in their heads that the only way of of you know getting into the music industry or being successful or famous or whatever you want to call it is to do that. And it's yeah. it's rubbish. You know, it's a it's a TV show. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like it might work for you, and if it does, great. But you know, yeah, and it's not going to work for everyone. And. and- a fun fact about me, saw Chico live at Butlins. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> didn't mean to, didn't know he was there, but <laughs> wow. <no> live. <laughs> I, I can't believe you admitted that live on the Well, podcast. I can tell you, he did one song. Yeah, well. Like, yeah. Was that we Chico thought, time? Yeah, but we thought we turned up late or something. We were like, oh, he's obviously just, you know, like a support for, it was some yeah. children in need event they did. Yeah. And he did this one song. And we were like, oh, okay. We've obviously just seen the last song. And then we heard the couple next to us be like, did he literally just do one? We're like, oh, he's just done the one song and then left again. What's okay. <laughs> What's the point? So much. All that travelling and weighing around and sound checks. Been like for three minutes. I mean, to be fair, if you're getting paid a lot of money, oh, I, mean, no, I, no, I have no idea how much, but you'd be like, yeah, I get paid, you know, thousand pounds or whatever for three minutes work be like well actually to be fair he's probably doing all right but yeah. I, I mean i don't i don't i don't have a clue i mean i wouldn't grumble at a thousand pound for three minutes of work that's what i mean you know I mean, yeah so if it's well paid but like oh, yeah. i can't talk too much of that you know yeah but it's 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 just mad um, but there you go fun fact 
It's out there now. No taking yeah. it back. I might edit that bit out. Yeah. Just you know, <laughs> we're going to lose listeners. Uh, but but I mean, you, what it sort of goes along these lines, I guess. In in that you the advice you'd give them is probably that they don't have to go on a TV show. They can work hard at it and things like that. But yeah. is there any other advice you give? And and what like resources have you used along the way that have really helped you? Um, I mean. I, I was very slow getting on the social media side of things. Um, and it is very helpful providing you don't take it too seriously. And what I mean by that is that so many people are focused on their, you know, numbers on social media. Yeah. So I, I just couldn't ever be bothered with it. So I was really slow and, and that wasn't the right thing to do because it is the world now and it is, you know, it has been the world for however long. Yeah. But I was like, oh, Instagram, really? So like, I can't bother. I want to take a photo of the sandwich I'm eating for lunch and I hope I get, <laughs> oh, I hope we get 10 likes on that. So who cares? But it is amazing to keep in touch with, with fans. And once I started touring, um, yeah. it's the easiest way to chat to people that like your music and you get them to come down to a gig and you get to know them and all the rest of it. So it's really, um, that is very useful. I can't mm. remember what your question was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, sort of, that, that answered it in the fact that oh, the best right. resources, yeah. you know, it's a, yeah. Yeah. So I'd say that, yeah, it just, just don't take it too seriously because there's a lot of people with, you know, you can, I mean, you can buy followers, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, you can just be like, Oh, I've got like 10,000 followers. It's like, yeah, no one's coming to your gig, mate. So, <laughs> do you have ten thousand followers? <laughs> you know it's what I mean. It's, it's, yeah, no, it, so, it, it, yeah. it is. It is, um, and uh, it's interesting because, as you say, it does help to promote, but also you need to have the actual live stuff alongside it as well. It can't yeah. all be done just through social media and no and i think just just listening to lots of different music i was also a bit lazy on that i must admit because i think you know everyone likes their genres and everyone likes the music that they like but i think just like i i made a point of like you know watching like a lot of music documentaries about lots of different types of music and yeah that can definitely be a useful tool and as i said you know nowadays you've got every literally everything at the palm of, you know like you yeah. can literally do and you can watch anything and you can learn to do anything yeah. So, you know, if you don't know how to, you know, restring your guitar, you just put it on YouTube. Whereas before, like, if you didn't know how to restring a guitar, you didn't know how to restring a guitar, you know, unless someone shows you or yeah. you do it wrong loads of times until you do it right. So, yeah, just like use all the stuff you have, like, that's available. Um, yeah, yeah. would be my advice. I like yeah, it. I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, how I've got through life is just literally watching how to do videos. Yeah. You know, when it came comes to editing, I have no idea how to edit. And that's not my job. I never went to college and learned all that. I mean, it was literally watching, well, how do I make a fade YouTube? Yeah. That, 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 yeah. and that, and I can fade the music out. And it's just literally trial and error, you know, I've been, uh, I've been doing some work in my house because, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not touring or, or recording until the end of the month. So I was, I was like, oh, I'm going to be really bored in January. So I was like, oh, I might just change the plugs and light switches in my house and literally just run on YouTube. So, oh, great. That's something I now learn how to do. I only got electrocuted twice as well, which was great. <laughs> no, it's just kept me on my toes a bit. It's like, oh, got to turn the power off. <laughs> what that did. Shouldn't have, fast, shouldn't have skipped the ad. He told you. Yeah. I, I did that once. I was helping a, uh, a family out and literally was just putting a telephone extension cord so they could have a telephone upstairs. 
and I didn't have no wire strippers. So I just used my mouth just to pull the plastic right. off, but it was plugged in. Oh God! And my tongue was numb for ages afterwards because wow. I mean it's only a small amount of voltage that goes through your telephone line. Yeah, but it is voltage, and yeah, yeah it was. And do you know what? I've never done that again. I've always no. made sure I've got yeah. wire strippers, yeah. or it's not plugged in. Yeah, um, see, life lessons, guys. Yeah, there you thing. go. There you go. Always <laughs> turn the power off. Yeah, oh, I, t- I tell you what, that's given us a new topic for the podcast, though. Stupid life yeah. lessons we've learned. Yeah. yeah. Yes, there's one. Oh, brilliant. Um, Actually, speaking of speaking of power off, this has happened on two tours I've been on. And it happened on the scouting tour. I can't remember which gig it was, but the power went down or the PA went down. And it's because someone, some local crew member pulled out the main like power supply to charge his iPad. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable you just can't write it and there was another time when i was on tour with michael mechanics we we're at the um uh we played the dome in brighton nice. and i was in the crowd with uh with my cousin he's a big fan anyway so we were watching the, the gig and the power went down i was like this is so weird and i was like i'll nip backstage see what's going on and i was just like one of the roadies that just walked past with like a trolley thing and just like smacked out the cable just thought nothing of it and carried on <laughs> pulled the whole gig whole power went down it's just like oh that's, god that's, <laughs> so, uh, imagine yeah. being that guy you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. would not admit it no i was i was staying far <laughs> away from that so i didn't get blamed <laughs> in case yeah oh, so our, our final question then i think we might have a we might have a couple more um off the cuff in a second yeah. but um so if you didn't get into music mm. what is another job you would have liked to have done or had um, when I was younger, I always wanted to be in the police, actually. Um, yeah, and, and actually, William, I was looking at like that a lot more seriously just before I got the um, the chance to do the arena tour. Mm-hmm. So I done like the personal training thing for a while, and then there was an opportunity to um, train with like some, uh, I think it was some RAF cadets, and I was looking into that. But I didn't quite know what I wanted to do, and then I was looking to join the police. Um, I was quite fancy being in the arm response um not know if i'd be any good at that but um mm. i was kind of you know that was that was something and i think that's what i would have done to be honest um that's yeah if uh wow yeah, yeah that's that. yeah and if i mean if anyone is interested in joining the police head back and listen to our podcast a couple ago when we had bill on talking about his career in the police oh, so. yeah. <laughs> or his upcoming career in the police or his upcoming no i think he started now has he started now I have to text him and find out. <laughs> yeah, well, we're interviewing him again in just under a year now to see how he's getting on. We um, are, but... but yeah, that's really cool. I mean, one of the things that I, I do want to ask is that um, how can we promote you? So, where, where can we find you? Where are you in, um, for work things? So, you've got, have you got? A I mean, website? I'm I'm everywhere, mate. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Depends. Uh, yeah, the best way to connect with me though would probably be Instagram. Um, that's probably the, the probably the best one. So if I could send you a link, yeah. I, I mean, we will we'll tag you on our Instagram. I've got the page here because I follow it. Because oh, and what we also yeah, do is just Ben Ben McKelvey with a little underscore at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's also... that's the best way to, to to contact me and probably to stay in touch with what I'm up to. I'm probably the most active on there. But yeah, music videos on YouTube and. Lots of songs you can stream on Spotify and Apple Music and all that. Any any anything you stream on, I'm, I'm on it. So, cool. and also 
below you'll find uh, in the description of this podcast you'll find all the links that we can chuck in there so have a click on those um if you're listening have you and i mean i'm just going with some questions that are in you, my head you go for it mate i'm just gonna sit back yeah sit back around so uh, any upcoming um performances you've got that people can go and watch you at that you uh, not at the moment i'm 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 re- finishing my third album later this month so the the plan is from the 31st of january to i think the 4th of february i'm in the studio um with uh, Roy Stride, Scout for Girls. Um, he's been uh, helping me um, produce and write this album, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, so we'll be finishing that up. And then after that, it'll be a case of looking at touring the new record. So hopefully um, some headline gigs, some other support tours and some festivals, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just keep keep building it brick by brick, you know? Yeah. Nice. And when yeah. is the album release date? Do you have that in I, your head yet? I, I think being realistic, it's probably going to be around September, October time. Um, I'd like to put out, once once the record's done, I'd basically like to kind of get a new song out every month for the rest of the year. And then, what well, you know what I mean? Like kind of every, yeah. every four weeks, just keep dropping a new single um, to show people what I've, what I've been creating. And then, uh, yeah, just, just put out the album kind of after the singles. Yeah. I think that's, that's the plan so nice. far, but it's all a bit up in the air. Cause it, it you know, we, we were going to announce a headline tour after the scan for girls show, but then obviously there was rumors of more restrictions and stuff coming yeah. in. So we're just sort of waiting for everything to just calm down a bit, which is, to be fair, I think it has. Cause I think now people are like, yeah, it's all going to go ahead. So that that was good, but we had to just kind of sit on our hands a little bit. I mean, it was crazy on on the on the tour. We, I mean, it was like the longest UK tour ever. Like two months just in the UK was was pretty mad. Considering the most tours of that size are like three four weeks, and this one yeah. was like you know eight. Um, but it was kind of weird because we were didn't quite know how long we'd be on tour for. Because there's all these rumours happening. It's like, oh, I've heard this place is shutting down a bit. And then, oh, they might go to like half the capacity. If that's the case, we might not be able to go there. And so we we left for this like two-month tour. Didn't know whether we were going to play a week, two weeks, yeah. eight weeks. It was like, oh, gosh, so I think that's why we all were really in it together. And certainly for me, I was like, well, every gig has got to count because yeah. if this is the last one, then I'm going for it, you know? And mm. so, um, so, but hopefully, you know, fingers crossed it's, it's, it's pretty much, I think, you know, in terms of live music is pretty much back to normal now. So it'll be, um, but I'm very excited about doing a headline tour. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, if, you know, we do go into further restrictions, all you need is a field and bring your own bottle and it's all legal. Yep, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Call it a business meeting. Yeah, we're meeting oh, exactly. and you are fine. I know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, oh, thanks, yeah. For all your, thanks for all your help, Boris, for the music industry as well, through all this mess as well. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, though, if you are listening to this, and obviously at the moment, at the time of recording, there are there are people touring there are people gigging go and support local artists even yeah. if you don't recognize the name you know if you, you you can look in your town maybe depending where you are maybe you don't but usually there's going to be someone playing even if they're just a local guy go and support yeah. them yeah i know i really appreciate that because you know as i said like you know obviously the pandemic has been horrendous for for pretty much every kind of industry mm. but musicians you know and anyone works in in the live industry has been absolutely battered yeah um, because there's been absolutely no support no help whatsoever mm. um so yeah um you know get out and buy some gig tickets and support 
as many bands as you can. You know, if you're a music fan, go and see that artist live because they've been out of work for two years. So I'm sure they'd appreciate <laughs> being there. Yeah. As you know, for the gig as well as, you know, um, helping them out. So yeah, please um, buy some t-shirts, all that kind of stuff. It's all good. Yeah. And, and, it goes and a long way. that was going to be my next thing is people can actually head to your website. You do have, you can buy the physical CDs. You can get merch, can't you? You've got it all on yeah, there. Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff. Yeah. I've got, um, yeah, I've got all touring t-shirts beanies cds the lot on my website I also have a great fan club um that has uh, grown a lot over especially through the pandemic as well and we've got a, an amazing group of people we even have our own private whatsapp group together um and it's, it's it's quality um so that's all the information is on my website about joining mm-hmm. the fan club and uh, it's great fun especially when i do my headline gigs because we all tend to meet up and you know go to a bar together and stuff so if anyone wants to join the club it's all on the website amazing, amazing. Fan, I mean, you you sold me at bar. Yeah, that's the seller for me. Yeah, that seems to be the most popular, popular. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, and and, as you say, on on Spotify, you can find loads of singles, you can find albums. You've got two albums, haven't you? Life and Love in England and Wild Child. Uh, Head over, listen to them. They're great. Uh, I can vouch for that. Thank you. Got one in the car. Got it in the scouting for girls gig. Just. <laughs> I remember. I, I think. I, I think I remember that. It was like right at the back, wasn't it, by the bar? Yeah. 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 I no. I remember you coming. I remember you buying a CD. Appreciate there we that. go. We had so a good chat. That's, that's how we got you on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's, it's weird. It, as I said, like some of the gigs do blur into one, but I do remember the bright one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. This weird, this oh, weird guy oh, came oh. up and tried to con you coming on a on a podcast. You know, yeah, so yeah. That's bound to stick in your head. It works though. It <laughs> Look at us now. I mean, actually, we, we've one had thing a few we people. Well, one thing we haven't mentioned: first gig, of the, first guest of twenty twenty two. Oh, yes. There you go. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Wow. Well, hopefully we'll. Uh, I'd, I'd love to come back once uh, you know have a chat once the album's out and touring. Yeah, like yeah, that'd be amazing, and yeah. that'd be really good. We'd love to, you know, be able to promote the album, but also promote the tour because hopefully we'll get you on around that time that you've announced that as well. Fantastic, yeah. really yeah. cool. Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining us. I think we've come to the end now, Anthony. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us um, uh, and giving up your time because you know time is precious. Um, so yeah, again, thank you very much, and thank you to everybody that's listening. Uh, don't forget, you can head over to our website at www.catalystyouth.org.uk where you can find all our social media. And also, if you look in the description of this podcast, you can find all of Ben's um, socials and website and everything, so you can go and support him as well. Um, we're here every Friday, 2 p.m., unless we forget to upload and it goes a little bit later. Well, no, no. so no, no, I just no. want to clarify okay. something. The podcast always goes up. The advert for the podcast doesn't always go up. Yeah, if we say we're going to stick on Instagram, expect it not to enter on Instagram. This one we, we will. We're good when we got guests. We promote them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And as always, it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from him. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.